Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, good morning. Did anybody get stressed out by that little video clip? Or were you feeling at home because that's you? Technology. How many people use two devices at one or two screens watching TV while, be honest, thank you, while you're on your phone or your tablet or your computer? Boy, we live in a, in a society that we are so inundated with so much flashy things and that so much to pre- preoccupy our minds. We believe that this series called Whisper is an important series right now, and I'll tell you why. We just finished a series called Roots, and uh, God has been working in all of our lives to, to see where our hearts are rooted, and he's been changing and, and reworking um, those areas in our hearts. We're rooted to the right uh, places that bring us life. But from roots, we then need to go into understanding how to hear the voice of God, and that's what whisper is. And just in case my son watched that last, last uh, night, and he goes, Dad, that was kind of a creepy video. And, uh, and it wasn't. It was like, what are you doing? It's supposed to be the voice of God. And, and so this whole idea of learning to hear God's voice we're going to be talking about this. It's going to be a three-week series, and let me finish up with a why. Why is it important to hear God's voice? Because right after this series, we're going to have a series called Supernatural. We're going to be talking about the gifts of the Spirit, and um, it's going to be really important that we hear the voice of God when the Holy Spirit empowers us to go outside our church or be in our church to be used by God to, to actually do supernatural things. Do you believe that you... And me can do supernatural things. If you believe so, raise your hand. All right. Some of us might know that. Others might not know that. But we are going to have that series. But the importance of that is we need, to mo- we need to do what Jesus modeled for us, which is he says, I only do what the Father in heaven's doing. If you have your Bibles and turn to John chapter 5, verse 19, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. In essence, this. Jesus learned how to train his spiritual ears to be able to hear what the Father in heaven is saying. And Jesus says, I only do what I hear the Father doing. It is so important that as we live our lives, that we begin to say, how, how should we live in, in a way that is pleasing to God? And the way it's pleasing to God is we hear his voice and respond to it. If he's asking us to, to minister to somebody in a supernatural way, we need to only hear what God's asking of us and respond to that. Here we go. Are you busy? Are you running? Are you preoccupied? Do you have a lot on your plate? Are you a go, go, go person? Because what happens is in our culture and in our world today, if we're not careful, we can be so preoccupied with all the noise of the world that we miss the still small voice. And then actually when we miss a still small voice, we actually then also miss our purpose, because our purpose is found in 
what he says to us. And then we wonder why we get discouraged, and we wonder why we get depressed, and we wonder why we are chasing after things that lead us to nowhere. But God wants us to lead us to somewhere. And that somewhere is a place of purpose, and it's a place of significance, and it's a place of power. And we need to hear the whisper. Do you, do you know that, well, we'll get into that. I don't want to spoil the, the whole message right, right now. But do you realize that it's our posture that begins to help us with our purpose? You see, we, we be, have to learn how to posture ourselves to find our purpose. And the posture happens when we can learn to get rid of the noise and when we learn to get still before the Lord. Jesus himself modeled this for us. Luke 4, verse 42. If you're just taking notes, just write Luke 4, 42. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place to pray. This is Jesus. Luke 5, 16. But he would often withdraw to a desolate place and pray. Mark 1, 35. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed out to a desolate place. He likes these desolate places. And there he prayed. Matthew fourteen, thirteen. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from the boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowd heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. Are you okay with silence? Do you have to always be listening to the radio in the car? Do you have to have always some earbuds in your ears at home? Do you have to have the TV on always? That background noise, does that give you comfort? Maybe it's a distraction. Maybe there's something about this going to a desolate place. Maybe there's something about slipping away early in the morning. Maybe it's something about stilling yourself, getting quiet before the Lord that begins to train our spiritual ears to hear what the Lord is saying to us. But I would like to say that when we listen to the noise, we lose his voice. When we listen to the noise of the world, we lose his voice. And how many of us are walking around wandering because we're not connected to his voice? I also think the other challenge is, and if you're a younger person, because I've had conversations with young people, or you could be an older person too, they said, really? We can actually hear God's voice? Yes, we can hear God's voice. Well, is it an audible voice? Well, mostly it's not. It could be, though. But it typically is a still, small voice. And if it's a still, small voice then we've got to find ways to remove the noise so we can hear his voice. I wonder if we've spent so much time running and going after a success or running because we're trying to crowd our lives out so we don't feel the pain. Or maybe we fill our lives with so much so we don't have to, so we don't have to hear 
Have you ever actually just made decisions in life and then just say, Lord, will you bless my decision? As opposed to going to God first. Well, there's one time I didn't only do that with God, but I did it with my wife. Mistake. You don't go spend thousands of dollars on something and then to say, oh, honey, by the way, I bought a piece of land that way once. And I came home and says, Audrey, I signed a contract. Actually, interestingly enough, I think I did that with your dad, Mr. Stefano. And, uh, and she was a realtor, by the way. Her dad was a realtor, and he's, he helped me with a lot of my real estate transactions. And I, and I came home, and she says, what are you thinking? I said, oh, it'll be great, it'll be great. Well, when it's great, it's great. But when it's not great, you don't want to be making those decisions alone. I just want to give you one little marriage tip. Part of our mission statement is go create communities that develop people, families, and leaders. This is a family matter. I'm developing you now in this family principle. Don't make major financial decisions on your own. Always be in agreement with your spouse. The reason being, if it goes bad, nobody's pointing fingers. Well, if they are, they're pointing them at each other. And that's okay. We made the decision together. I just saved somebody's marriage right there. You see, it's in our posture that we find our purpose, though. And if it's our posture, then we have to understand what this posture is. And I think Jesus modeled it for us. To get away. To find those places where there's a still, small voice. And we've got to begin to train ourselves to say, I'm just not going to live my life and ask God to bless it. I'm going to say, God, what are you saying? And how do I respond to it? Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father in heaven doing. And we are to posture ourselves in that same way. God, what are you doing? How do I join in what you're doing? But it takes, first and foremost, listening. I want to talk about a story of a historical account that took place in the Old Testament. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to kind of paraphrase the story a little bit, but I want you to know where it is in your Bible. 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings is Old Testament. It is after um, Samuel, First and Second Samuel. It is before Second Kings. I know, duh. First Kings, chapter nineteen. So here's Ahab. Ahab was the king of northern Israel, and he had a crazy wife named Jezebel. Jezebel was crazy. And we have a prophet named Elijah. Now, Elijah, before this time, um, basically called down fire, and all the prophets of Baal ended up dying. And he kind of was showing, God was showing off through him. But all of a sudden, Jezebel, the crazy lady that she was, wasn't liking what was going on, has decided that she, she wants... Elijah dead. And so Elijah starts going on a running away. So get it. He was on a mountaintop, spiritual mountaintop experience before calling fire down on the prophets of Baal. And then all of a sudden, he's finding that he's running for his life. He runs into the wilderness, discouraged. He finds himself underneath a tree and he says, you know what? I just can't, I can't keep on going anymore. 
I can't keep on living anymore. And he was running and he was listening to the, the voice, the wrong voice, the voice of discouragement. And then finally he comes to this place. An angel comes and gives him some food for sustenance. And when he's getting ready to say, hey, you know what, I want to take my life. There's a place where God says, hey, hey would you go to this mountain? And here he goes to this mountain. I want to pick it up on verse 11 of chapter 19. And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind tore the mountains and broke it into pieces and rocks before the Lord. But listen to this. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but... The Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of a low whisper. And then Elijah heard it. You see, he heard it. He heard the whisper. He wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here? It's interesting. I think sometimes we go through life and we are looking for God's voice in all of these grand things. Like we want the big, loud, booming voice to speak, Hello, Ben, go do this. And if we don't hear those loud voices or we don't say, Man, that was such a bizarre circumstance. It could only be God. But Elijah, who was, I could get why he was looking for God in those big things. After all, God blew wind and the seas, or the Red Sea parted. After all, you know, in the fire, God spoke in the fire in the burning bush. After all, you know, the walls of Jericho came down through a big earthquake. God spoke in those areas. But he needed to whisper something to Elijah. You know, it kind of reminds me of in the Garden of Eden when God first breathed life into Adam and Eve. It was, it was almost like that intimacy of a whisper. And I think sometimes we're trying to find God in these big areas. And the reality, he's saying, by the way, can you hear somebody from all the way in that corner to this corner if somebody's just whispering? Probably not. A whisper can be heard through proximity. You you need to catch this. Because it goes to the very nature of who God is and how he wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to be close to us. He wants to whisper things to us. He could give us the fire. He could give us the earthquake. But you know what that does? It keeps us at a distance. In the reality, though, he wants to whisper things to us because he wants to be close to us. He cares about a relationship with us. The next thing he tells him, though, is he starts speaking a word to him. And in verse 15, he tells him three things that I want you to do. So not only was all of a sudden he was able to get close and listen to the Lord in the whisper, and see, this is what God does for us. 
He sometimes puts us in the situations that we're willing to hear. Why is it that we seem to hear the Lord when we're going through the most difficult times? It's not that the Lord all of a sudden just decided to talk to us. I think we were finally in a situation where we're saying, I'm desperate, I need to hear you. And so we start listening. But I wonder how much more could we accomplish for him and come in alignment to him. See, Jesus did this daily. He got away to be still and quiet with his father every day. And it was almost like he was getting his instructions for the day. And then he did what only the father was doing in heaven. But for us, many times we wait till we're in a crisis and then we fall to our knees. God, I need an answer. And then we hear that still small voice. And I was like, oh, thank you. But then life goes on great and we just forget that we should be coming to him time and time again to hear his voice. So here is Elijah who was so discouraged, who wanted to take his life. An interesting thing, God doesn't stop Jezebel from chasing him. God doesn't kill Ahab. God doesn't change his circumstance one little bit. But God spoke a word of purpose for him. God spoke a word of purpose. And you know, it took his posture for him to find his purpose. His posture was being willing to find God in the whisper. And then he found his purpose. His posture allowed him to find his purpose. And we saw, now see it in verse 15 of chapter 19. And what he's telling us is he's saying, would you go? Would you go and anoint this person? I'll tell you, Elijah said, you want to anoint Jehu as the king of Israel. You want to anoint Hazael, the king of Syria. And then third, he says, I want you to anoint Elisha, the prophet, to take your place. So he gives him three directives right in this, in this section. So he can't, comes and he hears the whisper, and then all of a sudden he hears his purpose. And now all of a sudden he understands that a word of God for him set his heart to his purpose. You see, it took a word of the Lord to resurrect Elijah's life. And it will take a word of the Lord to resurrect your life. There's a slide for that. And so when you see that the Lord wants to speak to you, it gives you hope. It gives you purpose. It gives you new life. But you know, if we just keep chasing after what we think are our dreams, or if we keep running away from what we think God has for us, we, and we never stop and pause and listen to that still small voice, Listen to the whisper. Then we find that we will live this hopeless life without understanding our purpose. We just need to learn to posture ourselves so we can find that purpose. And can I also let you know, just on a side, that God spoke to a prophet, Elijah. And what he was saying is, would you anoint the next king? On Tuesday, we're going to have an opportunity to go to the polls. And we have the opportunity, in essence, to be used by God to anoint 
our next president. And I wonder if God is saying to us that we need to also come away in prayer and also realize that God cares about our country. He cares about our life, yes, but he cares about our country. And by the way, our country is quickly becoming secularized. And by the way, I desire that our country will once again hold this in God we trust so seriously once again. That we realize the prosperity for us as a nation has happened because we have trusted God as the first lawmaker. And he's taken somebody like Elijah to say to a country of Israel, say, I want you to go lay your hands on this person because they will follow my law. Would we do that this Tuesday as we go to the polls? Pray about it. There's some great candidates out there. I'm not telling you who to vote for, but I am saying this, that that we have an obligation as followers of Jesus to put those who uphold biblical values into office. But I want you to find the Lord's voice even in that. Would you take some time over the next couple days to get quiet with the Lord and say, Father, who would you like me to vote for? Father, who have you prepared to take this office? And let me only do what I see you in heaven doing. See, so many times we have so many questions in life, but the question is found in the whisper. But we expect the questions to be answered in all these external things. But our questions are answered in the whisper. You see, God says, what are you doing here? In other words, you're, you're, you're out of purpose. You're in a place that I haven't put you. What are you doing in the middle of the wilderness? Are you running away from the crazy? Of course. Jezebel, she's crazy. I'd run far from her too. But he's saying, what are you doing here? And it took him to realize that God had a word for him. A directive to say, would you actually do what I've purposed your life to do? Every single one of us here has been given a purpose, has been given a directive. And the Lord is saying, would you come away and hear my voice? Because it's going to give you purpose. Your posture will give you purpose. And the posture is this to get away from the noise and hear his voice. Get away from the noise. Hear his voice. And his voice is found in a whisper. Each one of you were given one of these cards as you were walking in today. It says whisper at the top. What is God speaking to you? Over the next three weeks, it can be done today, but... I want it to be that you know that God is speaking to you. I want you to write on this card what it is that the Lord is saying to you. That means you need to hear his voice. When you've done writing it, outside those doors, there's a wall with a little clothes pins and a line, and I want you to put your card up there. It might be fun also to take a picture of your card and put it on Facebook and share it around. But what is God saying to you? 
What is God asking you? Jesus says, I only do what I hear the Father in heaven speaking to me to do. I believe each one of you, God has an incredible plan, incredible purpose, but we need to posture ourselves in the right way to receive the plan that he has for us. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 